Hey, this is Daniel. I'm Noelle, and this is the Quick Philosophy Question Podcast. Or QPQ for short. A podcast dedicated to bettering our understanding of philosophy. Hey guys, welcome back to the QPQ Podcast. It has been a while. This is Daniel and Noelle, and today we have a special guest as well. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Esther, and I'm the one who manages and produces the podcast, and I just decided to tag along today. Wow. <laughs> How fancy of you. Super fancy. She's going to be joining in on our a little bit more unhinged discussion of love today. Mm-hmm. She is. Do you believe in true love? <laughs> feel about the concept of, like, soulmates and, like, destiny... Like, that's a certain view of love, I feel like. Mm-hmm. That, like, things are, like, meant to be, and you have to find your perfect person, and there's only one of those perfect persons. And it's, like, like God's plan, except um, even if you're not religious, that's still, like, a mm. belief. That there is be. an inherent one true person oh, for... Sorry, until that sounds smart again. <laughs> it's not allowed on this episode. Yeah, I got it. Okay. So... Uh, my reactionary thoughts to that is, <laughs> is along the lines that um, love is not something that, like, love changes based upon your day-to-day and how you feel that particular day. Like, who you are now is different than who you are 20 years from now. So what your true love would be now would be different than who your true love is in 20 years. Well, but then the argument is that you're just growing towards that person. Are you, though? I mean, like, do you say, would you say that you are on a destined growth path in your life? What's the, that's, the, what we're, that's what we're arguing. <laughs> oh. Well... I don't... Imagine being <laughs> dumb. <laughs> Imagine that, you know? Could not be me. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. I don't personally see that as viable, but I don't know what you guys think. I don't know. I feel like there are people who are more com- compatible to each other. Like, there are people who are more suited to each other, but I don't think there's just one person who is perfectly, like, perfect for you. I think there are people who are Except better for, for each other. us, each other. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, being and Noel are... Yeah, we are actually <laughs> We are a match made in heaven. I mean, like, there are always people you, like, connect with and a bit, like, better than other people, and you can... But do you believe that there's future? one person that you're no. destined to connect with? Yeah, most people don't. But just to spice things up and poke a stick with a bear... No, poke a bear with a stick. <laughs> I'm gonna, um... I'm gonna argue that it is actually possible. Because, I mean, how do you know if it's not possible? I guess you will never know. I guess we'll never know. I guess you'll never know. Enter the conversation. Okay. <laughs> and that's the end of this episode of QPQ Podcast. Thank you for listening. Okay, but, but seriously, You're no. listening from Spain, and you're over the age of 65. Please don't. And please buy Noel's foot pictures. No! Don't do that. Okay. Um... But seriously, though, um, how would you ever know if you had a true love? Well, I mean, like, is it, like, I I really like working with solid definitions. So before we move on, can we, like, define what we mean by true love? Do you mean, like, Let, one... let me Google for you, Daniel. Google, yeah, <laughs> That's perfect. Urban Dictionary, true love. Urban Dictionary, like the Will most do. accurate source of information out there. Yes. <laughs> 
I wonder how a person would be if, like, every time they needed to learn a new word, they learned it from Urban Dictionary. I mean, like, everyone would be so much smarter by now. People be fucked Well, <laughs> <laughs> that is a contestable opinion. Okay. <laughs> True love is the feeling of true happiness. Two angels. This is something very wrong. Two angels singing among the stars with their loving grave on the moon. Two hearts that grew and in sync as one with the rhythm of the beat. True love touches two souls to bind them together and hands lock so they can never let go. True love shapes the feeling of never. This is not a definition. Is that <laughs> the lyrics to some like Taylor Swift song? It sounds like, like it. it. <laughs> wow, cheating on me. I see. No, we they are just in sync, you know? Yeah. yeah, mom, if you please stop listening at this point. I just beg you. Mm, I just, I'm gonna get disowned because of these words. Okay. Uh, okay. Somewhere outside, somewhere far away. True somewhere love definition. Okay. True love is a strong and lasting affection between spouses or lovers who are in happy, passionate, and fulfilling relationship. An example of true love is the emotion shared between a couple who has been married for 40 years and still passionate about each other and care deeply yeah. for each other. I mean, I think it's just, it's more it's more of a, like a feeling than like a formula. Because I think there isn't going to be a relationship that isn't going to have conflicts. But... Mm-hmm. So you can tell I'm really experienced in this field, <laughs> can't super you? Super experienced, actually. Um, I'd say that if you're trying to define, if the definition of true love is what we heard over there, that saying that <laughs> it's basically the most perfect relationship that you could ever have. Stop smacking right? the table right now. <laughs> I can hear that, Daniel. Okay, you know what? One more time. Done. Done. Thank you. Okay, I have to cut all of this out. Thank you. It's fine. They can do with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me and Desi staring at Daniel. <laughs> Everyone's probably clicked off by now. Probably. <laughs> hey, whatever. I feel okay. like people might listen to our charming voice and personality. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'd say that if particularly for... If true love is basically the most perfect kind of relationship that is possible, I'd say that it's not really possible to have that kind of relationship, mainly because of the way that humans are. And to expand on that... Hashtag deep. <laughs> but, but to expand on that, it's sort of like the way that humans are imperfect in their day-to-day lives that can make any relationship hard. So it's sort of like, even if you do find someone that you're fully compatible with, there's going to be that struggle. And that struggle is like, it can determine whether or not you stay as a couple, which is really important for defining if that person is your true love or not. Which is also interesting, which actually leads me into another interesting question about um, if you have... Esther and I both just took the longest sigh of our lives. <laughs> you know, I didn't put in the headphones. No, I'll just... <laughs> <laughs> I just okay. depleted this room of oxygen. There's mm-hmm. no more oxygen in this room. Which leads me to another question about um, what, like, for... Actually, no, never mind, I forgot. Like, I was trying to think Next. of it. <laughs> Very <just> coherent. <laughs> super coherent. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's hard to believe in the existence of true love and 
a true soulmate for longer than small periods of time mm -hmm. <laughs> because i feel like when you believe those things you're like <coughs> you're in a really happy relationship Come on, <laughs> i'm sorry i had to cough i have mucus in my throat <laughs> um you're in a really happy relationship which well i guess it depends on i just don't think it's it's ever that permanent like that state of blissfulness mm-hmm Especially because of the hedonistic treadmill that is the mind. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get that? I don't know. I'm just reading a lot of Reddit today. And oh been, man. Yeah. Daniel is in a Saturday in the morning. Read Reddit. Read that's where all Reddit. true love... That's where, that's where true love really is. Obviously. But subreddit. I mean like... It's really hard to believe in true love because of all the media, you know, we see it. everyone's like, you know, people cheating or like couples, like, you know, breaking up. I feel like there's just not yeah. this one couple they just look but up to anymore. at the same time, like the media sets unrealistic standards true. for relationships. By Romantic movies. Painting them as perfect. It was like chick fight oh, yeah. What was that? What was that? What was that movie that we watched? The one with um, wheelchair. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> <laughs> The one that was really bad. The one that was... Me Before You. Oh yeah, Me Before You. Would you want to be immortal? Would I want to be immortal? Actually, I think I would. I would not. Possibly. I mean, like, no way. Yeah. I would hate it, so nothing would matter anymore. Why, okay, why does the length of your life determine what matters? Because then you can just go and do it again. Yeah. So? So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, so you're saying okay. that... Yeah. Because... I mean, like, but then what is, like, what is the way of your life? Like, if you're never going to, like, die or have anything, like, I mean, yeah. like, what are you going for? Like, like, the whole YOLO thing, like, YOLO, <laughs> YOLO. like, you only live once, mm -hmm. yeah. unless like you, you don't, because I believe in reincarnation. <laughs> My mom does too, man. Yeah. Wow, am I saying that I'm your mother figure? <laughs> <laughs> You're like three years younger than me, no way. <laughs> well, I mean, like, the reason why I like to live forever is mainly because... Well, okay, not that... Okay, let me be more specific on what I mean by immortal. When I mean immortal, I mean, like, I can extend my life however long I want to. Okay, no, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. Like, immortal. Immortal is in you can't, you can't end your life. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Like, ever, ever. Ever, 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 ever. ever. Ever, 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 So... When the universe dies and shrinks, you will still be there. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, do you know what I would do? Okay, first of all, if I'm really talking about that, then I would find a loophole where I can just shut off my brain instead of dying. Nope, that's yeah. not allowed. Nope, not allowed. Well, no. Your brain is unshut-offable. Unshut-offable. <laughs> <laughs> that is spelled S-H-A-T-O-F-F. -S -S I mean, like, well, like, why would you do that, though? Like, mm. what is the point? Because everyone else around you is going to die and you're just going to be alone. Like, well, would I know? I mean, people I who matter friends. to you, but like, you're gonna be like so much older and <laughs> such an experience. Friends. <laughs> and be so much more older and experienced, and they're not, they're not gonna be able to connect you on the same level, so you're just gonna mm -hmm. be lonely at one point. And then nothing's Sounds gonna matter familiar. anymore, and you're gonna try and die, <laughs> but then you relatable. still can't. Would it though? Okay, so 
when I the reason why I said life extension technology instead of saying mortal was because like life extension technology is just trying to wait I would do life extension technology actually so then but I would not do immortality the okay. thing I don't like about immortality is that you don't have a choice you don't have an escape route true even though death is not really an escape but well that's another question that is a question for another time mm-hmm. okay but tune in next week guys for a death podcast. <laughs> Tune in next week for a podcast about death. Actually, okay. don't because I won't be here. <laughs> next week? Wait, you next, week, next week? I will be gone by mm. Saturday. We can yeah. still record an episode on Friday. We're gonna pack and stuff. Yeah. That sounds sad. So, but a better question is how long would you want to live if you had life extension technology? Until I got tired of everything. Yeah. Which could be very soon or very long. I mean, like, until, like, I do whatever I wanted to do all in my life. I don't know, maybe, like, I don't know, like, fun things I would too scared to do because I'm fear of dying. But then if it's, like, the last thing I want to do before I think I'm ready to go, I don't think I would be scared of it anymore. Meaning that you'd be content with your life? Yes. I just want to feel like I lived it all. Like, I don't want to regret How would you know if you're content with your life? What if right before you die, you think of something else you want to do? Oh, no. I wanted to do this. Oh, no. I wonder what I shall do now. (laughs) Oh, man. Mm -hmm. That's what scares me about the afterlife, if there is one, is that it would be never-ending. So I feel like anything would suck. So I don't believe in the concept of heaven or hell. Because if it's never Wait, so you ending, don't believe in the concept because it's bad because you would not like it. No, because the very idea of it means one is good and enjoyable, which is not mm. possible, and one is eternally bad, which is also not. Wasn't like a good place talking about this in the last season. What? It wasn't like the good place, you know, the TV show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that one guy? Where they talked about... Um, oh, if you guys haven't watched The Good Place, actually go and watch it. Also, I don't know if this is getting out to an audience, so I don't know why I'm saying that, but also not the point. I feel like it probably will, but The Good Place mm-hmm. is a really good show. You, yeah. should, you should all watch it. If you guys it. like mm-hmm. philosophy and like jokes that are better than ours, then definitely... Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I don't like philosophy anymore. I like the show. Exactly. It's for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just family here. fun for everybody. <laughs> I'm just here to be relatable for people who don't actually care about philosophy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, like I mean, like they. What if? What if? What if in heaven, if there's like this door you can go through, like in the show? Yeah, but okay, that show gave me weird energy. Like it was really good, but also like weird. if you're gonna deal, if you're dealing with like. I feel like there's a certain level, like, I don't think you could maintain that sense of humor through concepts of the afterlife because it's, like, so overpowering. Like, the reason they had that was just, like, for the show, for, like, entertainment purposes. Mm. Well, I mean, like, humor is a good way to get a message across to an audience. Right. So. Especially with sensitive topics. Yeah. Danny's been brainwashed ever reading his humor book. Humor book, <laughs> yes. That book's so good. What book is it? Um, it's, I think it's called Humor, um, But Seriously or something like that, where it talks about well, how Well, that's to, ironic. Well, yeah, that's sort of the point. Uh, we're ch- talking about how to use humor in the workplace and how to use humor in your casual conversations. In the workplace? The workplace? <laughs> Daniel works so much. Daniel goes to work every single day. Obviously. I mean, like, work, I have work, three work, jobs. Work, 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 work. All in the sewer. 
Prostitute oh. male? No. <laughs> Sophia just said male prostitute. Well, yeah, male prostitutes in the sewers. Sophia, this like, is a PG-13 podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. I mean, like, if there would be a door in heaven where you could just walk through and you're, like, done with it, I feel like people would have, like, you know, start to, like... Yeah, that'd be But nice. then you would just, like, you would, like, evaporate. Well, that's, I'm fine with that. See, that's why I believe in reincarnation. Because it's eternal, but it's also not monotonous. Well, if, wait, if there's a limited amount of people that are alive, right? But there's, yeah, I suppose. And, and there's then, a little, but then once you get through all of them, then maybe you can. No, but that's the thing. That means everyone is everyone at some point. Yeah. So you're me and you're me. <laughs> Stop. And whoever you date is you. <laughs> yeah, but but not, but also not. Mm. I don't know. It's the coolest concept because do you ever get like memories that you feel like you've already had before, or like memories that you have but you have no idea where you would have had them? Yeah. In this life. Not yet. Yeah, I think I have. Wow. I guess you're just on a lower. <laughs> cycle of <laughs> lives than I am oh, sorry but I mean like if you could be reincarnated in anyone or anything you wanted what would you what would you want it to be in your next life me <laughs> I'm doing pretty good mm-hmm. uh, I mean like awesome. would you want to be rather an animal or do you want to be a no. human again because everyone always romanticizes the idea of being an animal being like they don't even know what's going on but it's like I would love you to wouldn't be, a dog. be able to appreciate that as an animal, and you would just like constantly. You would just like be like hungry and like fearful of death the whole time, and that would suck. Unless Come you're like on. a really smart animal. Or maybe if you're just a dog who but gets then you would literally have to, get fed every single day. Yeah, but has a roof on top of his head, has a comfortable. That's bed, how we are. We has eat toys. whenever we want. We but, have roof over our heads. But it's just that so mobile devices. It's just that we overthink so many yeah. things, and that's why it's harder for us. Dogs sleep. Yeah, but 18 you wouldn't be able to appreciate that you're not overthinking anything exactly. as a dog, as an animal. That is true. Like, you would just be like, why is there not food in my mouth? Why is there not food in my mouth? I want food in my mouth right now. Food is in my mouth. I am happy. I still I feel happy. that every single day. Come on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the philosophical epiphany of a house pet featuring Daniel. <laughs> Why that's funny. Wow, you're saying that I'm not funny? No, I see how it is. I see how it is. Daniel, would is there something you want to be reincarnated as if you believe in reincarnation? I don't believe in reincarnation. But if you would, if there was reincarnation, would I want to be reincarnated? Well, like, what would you want to be? Like, you're gonna be anyway. If in this hypothetical, there is. Like, you could be reincarnated in this water bottle. You could be incarnated well, into no, Noel. Well, no, something with Noel's, Noel's child. Ooh, actually, sorry. That sort of um, reminded me of another philosophical concept called panpsychism, which is interesting, which is basically saying that consciousness is on a level of things and saying that everything is has some level of consciousness and that as they progressively get more complex and they, get more com- um, they have more consciousness and whatever. Which is so we have the most consciousness. Do you believe that like trees have like consciousness? No. I don't. I, 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 but they can like speak to each other, kind of. Okay. So, if I'm being a hundred percent scientifical about this, even though scientifical. That's thing, <laughs> yeah. Words. Um, Go for it. I'd say that I'm more of a materialist in my thinking, in the sense that I believe that. 
everything around us comes from some form of like material work in workings and whatever. And the reason why panpsychism to me is interesting is rather because our definition of consciousness is very loose because we don't know how to define what consciousness is and what consciousness isn't, right? And it's basically what our consciousness is doing is basically processing information and putting out an output, right? It's basically taking our surroundings and our inner thoughts and whatever and then putting out outputs like to further its own goals, right? So it's sort of like we are a very complex information system. So then I was thinking about other information systems and I'm like, can they have their own form of consciousness because they are also processing information and putting out output? So like that's why panpsychism to me is interesting, less in a spiritual way, but more in the sense of since we can't really define consciousness, can't it be on a scale of things, which is interesting. Yeah, trees might have a different kind of consciousness. Yeah, because the wait, wait, good to go back to like the very, very beginning of all of the <laughs> words that you just said. You, oh, yeah. Okay, so, you believe that everything comes from some sort of materialistic drive. When I mean like, when I mean materialistic, I just mean like like science or like physics or some like something physical. So what about like physical basic human emotions? Well, they come from our brain which is a state of chemical and, you know, flesh. electrical reactions. Flesh and flesh. And flesh. Oh, I see what you're saying. So you're not like a spiritual person. Yeah, not at all. But the reason why panpsychism to me is interesting is just because I realize our brain is an information processing system and we have other information processing systems out there and everything processes information in its own way. Like this wood is oxidizing to the air right now in its own way. Well, actually, right. my, it probably isn't because like this plastic thing. But my point is that if this was real wood, <laughs> <laughs> my point is that if this was real wood, it would be oxidizing to the environment right now, which is taking in a information about its environment, the oxygen, and reacting in a certain way. So that's why I was thinking, like, panpsychism could be interesting in the sense that what we define as consciousness. Right, like, where do you draw the line for exactly. one being conscious or not? Exactly. That's why I don't believe that lobsters don't feel pain. <laughs> Who was it that was telling me that? That is actually fake news. Fake news. Everything feels Alternative pain. facts. Pain. Do you really think everything <laughs> feels pain? Does anyone remember that reference? Yeah. Alternative do you think facts? Phone well, do you think Conway, this phone? She said it. I don't remember. That's funny. What? Do you think this phone feels pain? Well, everything that needs a basic instinct to avoid things that I mean, like, harm viruses them. don't feel pain, and they try and avoid things that harm them. Or bacteria, they do not feel pain. Why does pain have, have to be, uh, uh, like, a thing for consciousness? Like, there's a, like, I can understand why pain can be a thing for morality, right? Because then you what can... Do you mean a thing? What do you mean a pain thing is for? Danger. What okay, does sorry. that mean? Let me be more specific about this. So, why does pain have to be a limiter? Not a limiter. Like, why does pain have to be a necessity for there to be consciousness? But I, what I'm also trying to say is that I can see pain for a reason, for, for a necessity for morality, because if you don't have pain or some way to tell what is good from bad, then morality is not fit. Like, there isn't any form of morality. But beyond that, why does pain have to be a necessity for consciousness? That's what I'm trying to get at. Because it's the basic, it's the most basic form of consciousness. Is it though? And why? I mean, like, that what triggers your fight or flight response, you know? I mean, like, do I get, like, am I gonna get hurt? Like, 
if you're not gonna get hurt what is the like, why how are you surviving you need a basic yes or no system for what's good for you and what is it just to survive just to survive like how if i put you? my hand on the stove is it gonna be good for my altogether survival and if it isn't then i need a system in my brain that keeps me from doing that but what i mean, mean like the it's really interesting because it's something it's like a feeling that has to be really bad i mean there are people that enjoy pain but like it has it has to like inherently feel bad but i mean like which how do you get it to do that exactly and that's the thing though there's like so many computer programs sorry there's so many computer programs out there that okay <laughs> I, like i was just retroactively apologizing for that because i knew how they react but i mean like there are so many computer programs out there just that with simple if not statements saying like if this happens not do this like so for example if a computer program if someone presses k then someone could then the computer program can just put out i am in pain and it's like does that count i mean technically it's does There's, pressing K harm the computer? How would you tell? I mean, like, it's processing the information and yeah. it's putting out an output that is saying that it's in pain. Mm. That is sort of like, you know what I mean? Like. So it's sort of like just saying that pain is a necessity for consciousness sort of seems like a really huge limiter in the way. But I mean, like, does that mean if you press any other button, the computer is not in pain? Because then it can't tell you. Exactly. I mean, like, that's I mean, like what if you press M? Oh. It doesn't. Yeah, I mean, a declaration of like, pain I am does not, not in pain. Mean a feeling of pain, though. Mm. So I could be like, ow, ow. <laughs> I didn't feel anything. <laughs> I didn't poke. Anything. Okay. Yeah, but that's the thing, though. Like when, so let's say that someone is cutting up your limb right now, right? And you say, ow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> ow. <laughs> that hurts. Oh no. Hurts. Oh, oh no. no. My arm is gone. <laughs> yeah, right. Versus you saying ow in a regular situation, like someone can look at you and assume that you're in pain in one situation and assume that you're in pain and not assume that you're in pain in another situation but there is no way for them to tell how you are feeling unless you say it right because it's sort of like there are forms of internal pain that cannot be seen from outside yet you would still say you don't don't like just you mean convey it in some sense exactly so the point is that like if so I mean like well, couldn't you, like, monitor brain activity or something? Yeah, but that is just... So that is basically the, um, in analyzing your internal systems and saying that something went wrong with it or something... Like, this thing is leading to this thing that is leading to this thing that is still all the way leading up to you saying that you have pain. Right. Because it's sort of like, even if this thing is going wrong, it doesn't mean that it's necessarily causing you pain. Right? So it's sort of like something could be internally messed up in you and it's not necessarily causing you pain, right? But it doesn't mean that that's so wrong. So that's sort of like a different argument in itself. Do lobsters have a brain? Actually, I don't know. Yeah, yeah because if... Yeah, but then why didn't monitor their brain activity? Well, yeah, I don't even know. Well, that's probably like how they pain. figured out that they don't apparently have pain. Yeah, but then if it doesn't like do anything in their brain, like there's no other form of measuring it. Like, they yeah. might feel pain, but, like, you don't know. But if you look at, like, you look at humans and if there's something in their brain I wonder brain how you identified the feeling of pain in a brain. I think there's, like, different, like, parts of your brain. I mean, like, and then, Do you know, like, not have that up. part of the brain? Maybe there's some, yeah. Well, they don't have the same brain but as the, but, but even, like, tiny prokaryotes, prokaryotes. have basic reward systems right because that's how they like 
Well, actually, interestingly enough. Reproduce. Wait, are prokaryotes like those multicellular organisms? I don't know the difference. One of them (laughs) is only one cell. Yeah, yeah. Um, For unicellular systems, actually, I don't think they necessarily feel pain. I think they're more of just like a reaction engine. Interesting. Which, why isn't that pain? Reacting to stuff is pain? Like, I don't know. Like Not necessarily, but pain is reacting to stuff. (laughs) Yeah, but I'd say that it can be defined more than that. I don't know. Did you guys know that lobsters can be left or right-handed? Yeah, I did. That's, that was yeah, so that's fucking cool. cool. That's so cool. And I just read that indeed lobsters are only able to feel pain. Scientists have also discovered that crustaceans, cru- I don't know how to say that. Crustaceans? Can, crustaceans can learn to anticipate and avoid pain. Yeah. But so, I mean, so like, yes. how do you know how to avoid something that you can't feel? You can learn that it's bad. But, like, if you don't feel the pain, how do you know when to avoid it or what to avoid if you can't feel it? Well. I mean, like, that's just not the truth. Yeah, that's really, it's really interesting. Like, that's. I mean, like, how can they avoid it if they don't even know what it is in the first place? Well, you can avoid something if you don't know what it is. But I, but I mean, like, like, can you avoid something without having experienced it? Yeah, I mean, like, but, like, how do you know, like, how do you, like, I don't know. Let's say a lobster, you know, is trying to get, like, I don't know. When when would a lobster feel pain? Like, when, when is it done? It, it's guess, like, being cut, eaten alive. Good night, Sophia. Good night. I mean, like, yeah, but, it's, it, but like, how do they know that they're going to feel pain in any other situation also? I mean, like, let's say if something else happens, how do they know how to avoid that pain if they haven't even felt probably, it ever? It's probably encoded into their brain. Yeah. Do you know what would be interesting? What would be, interesting, would be interesting, Daniel? Daniel? <laughs> if there was, like, a social media platform that, um, that, like, studied our, like, primal psychology, like, what it was like to be in hunter like how we socially communicated in hunter gatherer groups right because like interestingly enough like humans have like this weird dichotomy where we are both tribal and also we like, yeah social like yeah right? like we have we like, haven't like lost our tribal instincts exactly but we're st- but we try to avoid them yeah and it's sort of interesting because like when you think back to the like old 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 like neanderthal times right Mm -hmm. and then back in the good old days when i was just a young old fellow you know (laughs) you know what you you want to flint i used to walk 300 miles to and from school in the snow every day (laughs) exactly and through the mountains and through the desert but back then it's sort (laughs) of like the group there was like a bunch of people living together like i think the maximum was like around 30 people or like i don't know how because like a lot of people died during that time but i mean like Mm -hmm. usually it was like around 30 or um 40-ish people i think i don't know exactly someone should probably fact check me but it's fine um but the point is that there were like small groups back then right and they had like a huge sense of communalism where it's sort of like you could expect to leave your child with anyone inside of that group right and they would expect you to raise them it was sort of like a communal raising of a child and it's sort of like now 
we believe that the parent the parents themselves should only raise that child so yeah like i mean like it's interesting it is how really com- interesting how com- that's you know, how you come to boarding school back then like and getting then raised the like well <laughs> and then the tribalism came from like when we met other tribes of humans right that weren't in the first tribe right right and then we were like, oh, shoot, they're stupid. Like, like What a loser, that. dude. Exactly. <laughs> Look at that nerd over there and they're not tribe. Exactly. <laughs> like, so it's weird that we have that weird dichotomy. But the reason why I bring it up is sort of like, I was thinking about what would that look like in a social media platform where we, like, try and emulate what it was like back then as much as possible. Is that what's happening the, now? The... W- would that be a social media that would i feel like people have done like experiment groups with that like they just take a bunch of people and go into the mountains and try to become <laughs> tribal and I, I don't think it's ever worked i read a couple like research essays but why doesn't it work though like does that I mean, never like, change because changed or like that's been such a long time ago no i think it's still in us like it's not gone it's just like it it's hard we can't go back i mean like we weren't born into it like we were born and raised with all these different societal like structured and ideas right. and you can just take it back mm-hmm. like let's say there would be like newborns you know like but i can't just say newborns dropped off at a mountain i mean like you know what i mean this just sounds absolutely cruel spawn <laughs> but i'm mean, like who would take care of them i mean like if there would be like a couple of generations of people who would live like this their whole life i feel like the gen the experiment would be much the more Americans. successful or like the natives of nice. America. <laughs> yeah. Like the natives Gasps, of Native Americans. <laughs> like realization. Um, Ledge bulb. But I'm like the natives of any country are usually like a great the indigenous the indigenous people of any country are usually great examples of this. Yeah. Where they still work in tribes and they still work like I mean like communally. I feel like we've just been born and raised, like you can't just go back. Too, like because you're like you were born and raised in a different society, different kind of ideas, but if you probably were born into it, you like when you're when you're young, you're so adaptable. Like you adapt to so many new things. You're so like reliable, and you're like not reliable, but you're just like so like innocent in a way. You know, mm. like you can basically go into anything. That's why there's so many different people, like so many family settings. You know, mm. like we we live in a dorm now. Like it's so different in a way. But we're still like okay with it because we're so easy to adapt and change. Yeah. Young. Sure. If you Facts. were born into it, maybe you would be like become more tribal and go back to your instincts. Yeah. That's why. That's what like cults are, right? Cults. Like well, that concludes this episode of the QPQ podcast. Please tune in next time. I, I hope, hope you, you liked enjoyed it. it. Yeah, this yeah. one was kind of wacky, but it was fun. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Thank you.